As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. Are you entertained? Sense the Scrubs, scrubs podcast. podcast. Welcome to the Scrubs Year End Podcast on Are You Entertained? I'm Trey Lessio, the Dawn of Entertainment, alongside my brother Ty and my cousins Cam and Cade. How are we doing? Doing good. Yeah, pretty good. 2021 was an interesting year after the shit show that was 2020. Um, it was a little bit better, can we say? Maybe? Yeah. yeah. I'd say it was better. Okay. Um, so it's good to be in the stew. Feels good to be in the stew. Uh, this is always one of our uh, favorite podcasts to do is the rankings because it's something we um, do throughout the year. And the, it's kind of a way to celebrate the year with uh, all the pop culture stuff we've been into. Uh, so today we're going to rank our top uh, TV shows, movies, songs, albums, sports moments and video games and more from 2021. Uh, we're doing... Top 10 slash top five uh, in different categories. Um, We are going to go back and forth in descending order. So Ty will go with his 10. Cade will go with his 10. Cam with his 10 by and all the way through. Um, I'm going to do my honorable mentions since um, I'm going to reveal my top 10 items on the OG podcast with Brandon um, that's coming soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. And let's wrap 2021 in a fun way. Uh, this is going to be probably a long podcast to so strap in and uh, let's let's get it cracking. We're going to start with uh, TV shows and uh, Ty is going to kick us off with his top. So we're doing five TV shows, all right? We're doing five TV shows. We're doing five TV shows. So Ty's going to give us his number five TV show of 2021. Um, and, and and you can give a little commentary okay. on it. If so you my, want. I'm just giving you my number five. Yep. Give us your number five TV okay. show. I just want to so I watch other shows that just don't that um, don't come out in 2021. So I See, didn't this put, is 2021 so only. I so I didn't put them on the list. So my number five. And I have a very common theme throughout my list uh, is what if Marvel's what if is number is number five. Um, it had some some eaters in there and then some ones that are just kind of fun to watch. What was um, your favorite episode? I would say the Doctor Strange one. Super uh, dark, dude. That was, that one was good. And the Black Panther one was good. Those are probably my two favorite ones. You like hearing Chadwick's voice? Yeah. Respect. Respect. One. That's, that's my TV show. R.I.P. R.I.P. Don't all spoil right. it, though. I haven't watched that one. Yes. Um, all right, I'm going to type these along the way, too. So, Okay, uh, 
Cade, give us your. I got a, I got a pretty similar list here. So for number one, I have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Number one. Number five. No. Oh. <laughs> in the chat, you spoiled us. Ah, uh, spoiled. All right. That's number right. Three. Number three. I don't have five. I've oh, only seen. Jesus. All right. All right. So number three, <laughs> I'm starting off with Loki. You know, I honestly watched three episodes, three, four episodes, and I didn't even finish it. It didn't really entice me. <laughs> but it's number three. Keeping yourself away, my guy. Okay, that's fair. I really liked WandaVision, actually. I thought it was... He's just giving us his whole thing. You're supposed to only do one. Oh, okay. We're going in descending order back and forth. Oh, okay. Well, now you just revealed it for us. So, Wanda revealed the entire. I actually list. just said my whole list. Winter so. Soldier. Compare. All right, Cade's done. <laughs> Cade's done with TV shows. That was quick. It's one and done. All right, that's beautiful. All right, Cam, you give us your number. Do you have five? I have five. Yeah. All right, give us your number five. Okay, so they have uh, number five. I went with WandaVision. And I get a lot of people are going to have that a lot higher because of the groundbreakingness. But the the first two episodes were kind of a dud. Like, the first two episodes were not that good. Like, I'll be honest. The old-timiness, huh? The end was heat. But, I mean, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just it was too slow. Like, you only have a set amount of episodes. Like, let's kick it into gear right away. And I think Marvel did a better job of that on other shows, but not that one. Here's my one beef with Marvel TV shows. I think the hype is there. and I just I think they would benefit if they allowed it to be more episodes like with constricting themselves to six episodes. I feel like the endings of a lot of the shows feel rushed. Like I, I like the I like the TV shows. I just feel like if they allowed themselves the storytelling, it, it could be better, I think. But uh, they're they're all definitely fun. So so you got. Mm -hmm. that. OK, uh, so we're back to tie number. <coughs> excuse me. Number four. I'm back up with another Marvel show. Uh, just finished it up. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Still need to see. Cam, do we are all of ours Marvel? Marvel. No, I have shows that are not Marvel shows. Okay. Oh, he has a Ted Lasso in there. Okay. Maybe it might, it might not be. Or, uh, I have I two shows that are not Marvel shows. Respect. Respect. It was a. It was a fun. It was a fun <laughs> show. Uh, it didn't. It, it has some tie-ins to the MCU, um, not a whole lot to move the the universe forward, but um, I can see some tie-ins moving in, in the future of. of it's the definitely movies. like it's definitely like their street level show. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I know we've talked about it on the podcast before. They're definitely setting up like the next generation of like young Avengers, Mar Marvel superheroes, either young Avengers or just like. You kind of felt like Hawkeye's passing the torch. Spoiler for anyone that's uh, hasn't seen Hawkeye yet. That's me. Uh, you haven't seen Hawkeye yet. I'm I'm assuming he's passing it to Kate. Like that. That's kind of a given from the trailer. That's not a spoiler. Like everyone knew that was happening. It feels like that. And with what they're doing in these TV shows or in in the Marvel moving forward, is they're setting up the next generation mm -hmm. of superheroes. Mm -hmm. And Hawkeye is is one of those shows that does that. Mm -hmm. All right, Cam, you're up. Give us your four. Sorry, Cade, you're, you you revealed all of that. I, I tapped myself out, I guess. <laughs> so my fourth is is another another Marvel show. I have all the Marvel shows in order here. 
Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. It's really cool show. Passing. I, I guess I'd, I'd spoiler. I know all three of us have seen it. Wait, yeah, you you seen it, right? What Falcon and Winter Soldier? Oh yeah. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Huh? That was his number one. Oh yeah. You know, seeing Sam carry the shield and become like the Captain America Falcon hybrid was just too cool. But again, I, I mean, it started off kind of slow, but not as slow as WandaVision. So I, I don't know. I like the Falcon and Winter Soldier. It almost felt more like a spy movie than a Marvel movie until the end. But I think Falcon and Winter Soldier felt the most like Marvel. Yeah, at the end. But I think at the beginning, it felt more like it felt to me the way that uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, you know, that movie felt like a spy movie, kind of. Yeah. Okay. It was a different style. It was cool. All right, ties up with his number three. Yeah, um, and it's another Marvel show. Uh, it's probably the only 2021 shows that I've seen are Marvel shows this year. Uh, we talked about it already, WandaVision. Uh, my biggest beef is why I didn't put it over the other the two remaining Marvel shows that you guys can probably take a guess at what they are. Um, I think this show got hyped up and theorized too much, and I felt let down at the end of the reveal. I know there was a lot of theories out there of who the villain was going to be, but the story itself and the way that they uh, arced everyone's character was really cool and how they tied everything together. I would um, say... I, I, would... Felt, I just felt let down at the end, um, but I do think it set up for um, uh, the future, which which was really cool. I think that's more so of like a sign of the times um you know, with no, everyone they, being with everyone being on social they, media they and had, Reddit, they, they hyped it up too. They compared it to a, the the Obi or the. Uh, uh, wait, you're right. I forgot you know, about like, that. Yeah. So, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Barry dug himself a hole on yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Touche. I forgot about that part. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. All right, Cam. Uh, you're up with your number three. Uh, my number three is what I call the champion of the Marvel shows, and it was Loki. It felt like it had the biggest implications. I mean, it, it definitely had the biggest implications on the MCU. And just seeing it, can I, and, you know, I wasn't super hyped for Loki going in, but I was, but at the end, I was like, I was really hooked. I was like, okay, I got to watch another. I got to watch another. So I I just champion it of the Marvel shows. Okay. I know Kate hasn't finished it, so I won't go into it too much. Man, that's the one, like, that's the one, the one that you absolutely have to finish. Exactly, and that's why I put it at number one. Like, number one Marvel shows, I mean. <clears throat> okay, Ty, your number two. My number two is uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We talked about it already. Um, kind of what resonated with me the most out of this uh, is the social issues and the sign of, like, the, it felt like it was very relevant to what's going on um, in today's age. Uh, I felt that was really cool that they tied that into a Marvel show. That's something that we haven't really seen marvel do uh, which was i was really impressed how they did that and just all the action that came along with the series was really cool my one beef with it was it felt like the villain slash the flag smashers wasn't really as debt like the the villain didn't feel as deep as it normally is like you wanted more from them yeah, or you yeah yeah i just wanted them to be like cooler you know, and it ended up being, like, it ended up working really well, um, and it was a really good show. But I just wanted a little bit more out of the out of the villain. But I still really enjoyed it. Okay. Um. Let's see, Cam, your number two. 
Uh, I mean, it's a show that only I've seen, but it's one of the best shows on TV. <laughs> it's Attack on Titan season four. Attack on Titan, a little anime. It's it's a little. I'm, you're laughing, but this is like the best show on TV right now. I mean, it's trending. Like every time an episode airs, it's trending on Twitter. Like you need to hop on the wave. If you're not on the wave, you're behind. I'm is it still you. a good show? I haven't seen the newest season, but I've watched everything up until then. Mm-hmm. It's, a it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Is it still going on? Like at the moment. So the way they do it is season four is broken up into two halves. So this is technically season four, part one that ended in like October or something. And season four, part two will start in um, March. No, it starts. It starts in January. Yeah. So season four, part two will start in January. Interesting. All right. Well, a little anime in the chat. Mm-hmm. I, I give us your number one Marvel show. All right, the moment everyone's been waiting for it here. Loki is my favorite of the Marvel shows thus today. The favorite of uh, my 2021 <laughs> TV shows. Uh, Cam tap, touched on it already. Uh, it has the most implications of the the Marvel universe moving <clears throat> forward. Um, the Loki character character himself was brilliantly played. Uh, by what's his name again, Trey? Tom Hiddleston. Very, very well done by him. Uh, and the story itself was just really cool. Owen Wilson, I uh, was a little skeptical at first <laughs> if he would have done, did, if he would fit a good Marvel role, but he played it excellent, excellently. He killed it. And I, I really, yeah, he really did. And it's a whole Is that team. the dude who takes him around the. Yeah. 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 And. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil it for Cade, but the ending was sick. Um, maybe even a, a bigger L than uh, Star Lord taken. Oh, you're, you're hinting. You're hinting. But uh, uh, Cade, you got to finish it. It's awesome. Um, I that's have to. You do have to. Uh, show of the year. Okay. Ty's favorite is Loki. All right, Cam. I I put it in the doc uh, as a question mark. So. Make it an exclamation point for me. Oh, you you already know what my number one is, and it's definitely Ted Lasso season two. Atta boy. I've, I've never had, like, a comedy show that, like, you know, so my thing with Ted Lasso is, is, like, I've never had a comedy show that tries to, like, touch on, like, real-world issues and stuff in a more perfect way. Like, this show is just excellent at that, and it doesn't feel out of place for, like, the characters. But, like, every episode is so funny. It makes you feel so good after. It's just, like, you want to watch more. And, I mean, there is no better show to watch in, like, the times right now than Ted Lasso. It's So, I think it did a beautiful job of, like, experimenting. Because it season two is definitely darker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Themes than season one. But at the same time, it does such a beautiful job of making it heartwarming. And, like, it, it just makes you smile when you watch yeah. it. I mean, so... Solid pick. Trey, is that show. In top ten? Will we see it on your honorable mentions? You'll have to. You'll have to wait I, and see. I, I guess it's going to be in his top ten. It's going to be in his top ten. I'm booking it right now. Okay, so I'm just going to reel off my um, honorable mentions here. I'm doing so. Brandon and I do top tens, so I'm going to do my eleven through fifteen. So my number fifteen show is Mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy Renner. Um, it's kind of about the prison industrial uh, complex, if you will. Uh, pretty good show. It's kind of one of those shows like I'm 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 watching to watch. Um, 
it's good. It, it's good. Um, not great. Uh, number 14 is uh, the Underground Railroad came out earlier this year in like January or February. Um, it did kind of a, a stylized job of showing what the Underground Railroad was like in kind of a fantasy form. Um, I think it was kind of um, of the writer. It was kind of um, how he imagined it and uh, really, really some very dark and compelling things in that show. Uh, so I highly recommend it on Amazon Prime if you have Prime. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. My number 13 is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Number 12 is WandaVision. And number 11 is Loki. So I guess that's my hot take is no Marvel shows made my top 10. So wow, that's that, crazy. That is uh that is my hot take for the TV portion. But yeah, so there it is for me. Um let's keep the ball rolling and we're gonna go into movies. So uh Okay, don't spoil your entire list. <laughs> yeah, I figured it out, all right. We're doing okay. and then if you want. I'll participate and do the descending back to back too, if you want. But so, do we all have enough for ten here, or do? Yeah, we yeah, we got ten. Ten. Okay, so I'm gonna do my eleven through twenty, and you guys are gonna do one through ten. Awesome. So, Ty, give me your number ten movie of the year. Okay, my number 10 movie of the year, uh, and I wanted to like it so much more than I actually did. Uh, it was, a, I don't want to say a big disappointment, but I just had high expectations for it. Uh, Many Saints in New York, uh, <laughs> the, the Sopranos prequel, had so much potential, uh, just didn't quite get it done. What was, what was the beef? Like, what did you want? They, so they have one of the coolest characters in all tv history and tony soprano this is they true. bury they 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 stray away from him telling his kind of origin story and kind of make him a weenie in in a way uh and tell more of uh in, in the story the story was cool that they that they told um <laughs> i just want i had the expectation of it being kind of a Tony Soprano rising to power and it just wasn't that. Um and there were some just I I don't know how why it didn't live up to expectations for me. I don't know if it was their marketing of the movie, but uh I felt I felt let down after it. Yeah, it really was a Dickie Moltisanti movie, which is fine. Just don't market it as a Tony Soprano origin story. That's my beef. Yeah. But and um, um I saw it at Flick's brew house uh, for uh anyone that's been out there we were sitting in like the front row that didn't help in like a office chair <laughs> so that took away from the experience too it's all about the experience for two fly <laughs> yeah so that that was also another beef I so, does, so so does uh spidey get a knockdown for Maybe. a t-shirt all right Kate, <laughs> let's uh let's see what you spruced out for number 10 so for number 10 i have house of gucci you know i was actually really disappointed by this movie <laughs> Really? <laughs> it's yeah. his number 10 movie he doesn't even like it. So I, was like, really, I was really disappointed by this movie just because of how boring it is. What? I think this movie is an absolute bore. With oh. I don't think there's a whole lot of plot. I think 
you know, they're trying to use the Gucci name to sell the movie, which, I mean, hey, they got me in. So, <laughs> uh, And I also think there was good acting, but I think if you take out the actors, the plot is actually nothing. So... Does Lady Gaga win an Oscar? And probably, probably not. Probably not. All right, we'll see. I so I just wanted to wait one comment. I I wanted to put this movie on my top ten. Spoiler alert: it is not on my top ten because I haven't seen it yet. But I feel like if I, <laughs> what I to see it, if I would see it, it would be on my top ten. But I haven't seen it. Probably would. How can you say if I saw it, it would be on my top ten? You haven't seen the movie yet. Blamed you. <laughs> All right, uh, Cam, give us your top ten or your ten, number ten. I should pull a Kate and just put my number one. Um, my number ten is a movie that I had to check and make sure it was twenty twenty one, and it's Malcolm and Marie. Okay, respect. Crazy. It is just an interesting, different form of a Netflix film of a COVID, like really a COVID era movie. Just two people within a house. That was but, Zendaya, right? Yep, Zendaya and John David Washington, right? Yeah. Correct. And, you know, you get two high-level actors like that, and of course, you make something great. It's it's just a great movie. Yeah, I mean, it keeps you engaged the whole time for two people in a house, and that's impressive. Yeah, exactly. the, I think it really shines a light on their acting abilities. Like, yeah, you can't you can't have two mediocre actors in that type of movie. So that would never pull it off. Right. So okay, I, I I'm happy that made your list. I just uh, want everyone to know that. I went from watching two movies last year to watching 28 this year. So just uh, right, about I'm, my game. I'm proud of you, kid. I'm proud of you. Okay, uh, I'm doing my honorable mentions as we go this time. Uh, my number 20 movie of the year. Spoiler alert, I watched 43 movies this year. Not yeah, a flex at all. Um, <laughs> my number 20 movie is One Night in Miami. Uh, a good movie. It's a good it's movie. A movie. Um, it just, you, you know, I... I it it's not great enough to the point of me like wanting to go back to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of it felt like another COVID era movie where it was centered mostly on one location and a, a group full of people, um, and it's very dialogue heavy. I thought the the um, dialogue itself was very powerful and engaging. Um, I just there are better movies out there, but I want to show that some love. So. One Night in Miami is my number 20 movie. So I would have go- liked to put it in my top 10. What's that? I would have liked to put it in my top 10, but not quite. Not quite? All right, Ty, we're back to you for number nine. So this one was tough. Um, and I put, so there's two movies here. Uh, both Marvel movies, Black Widow and Shang-Chi tied for number nine. Wow. Oh, my God. That's a crime. I, I I no way. That's crazy. I, that might be my hot take of the list. I was not as high on Shang-Chi as other people probably are on, on the pod here. Um, I thought it was really good, but I just thought it was missing that something that it, it, it factor. It, I think Shang-Chi is a cool character, but uh, the movie didn't feel as well done as other Marvel movies in the past. Wow. Um, and I, if I had to probably pick between the two, I probably would put Black Widow. Um, above, uh, I think that's the crime. Scarlett Johansson was a good, a good farewell. She deserved her uh, solo movie, and I think it has some implications moving forward in the MCU uh, that that we'll see her sister. Um, and I, not a diss on Shang Chi. It was 
a, a good movie, uh, but probably not as high as as others on here. Man, that is that's a hot take. I I would compare origin wise to Shang Chi to Black Panther. Not, not even. Close. I agree. That was my OG take. I said it on this pod I mean, before I'm, we saw the movie. That's Black Panther. I just I it has similar vibes. I think before we saw the movie, I said that on this pod. Just saying. Just saying. All right, Cade, you're up with your number nine. So for the number nine, I have Godzilla versus King Kong. Classic. I actually like this movie. No, I liked it too. People I, were really trash. I thought it was it. cool. So I went in with really low expectations. I ended up actually liking this movie a decent amount. They, they even brought out a little retro, uh, spoiler alert, some retro. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> some, uh, what is it? Mecha Godzilla. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. It was definitely entertaining. I'll give it's you not. That. It's not a groundbreaking movie, but it's it's fun to <laughs> you watch. You know the formula, but you, you know, still it, like it. You know what you're getting into. <laughs> no, yeah. So, all right, Cam, you're up with nine. So my number nine, it might be lower lower than some people rank it, but it, mine's Don't Look Up with DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. It's just it's a f- interesting take on how like issues are handled today, and they use like a a ma- I say make believe, but it could happen. And they like show that how, like how things are done today, and they kind of make fun of that. But yep. the sad thing is, it's kind of true. So yeah, but yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. You got again two really high level actors. You get a good product. Yeah, that that whole cast is just stacked. It's insane. Yeah, yeah you got Jonah Hill too. Was that Timothy Chalamet I saw in there? It was. That's what I thought, but I looked it up and I couldn't find him in it. But I, I was like, that is totally him. Yep, yep. All right, my number 19 movie of 2021. Uh, it was already on Cam's list, but uh, it's Malcolm and Marie. Um, really enjoy, for what it was, uh, like Cam said, uh, being a kind of COVID-era movie with two actors in one location. Uh, it, it was a black and white movie, strictly dialogue. I thought it did a, a really good job. I was really compelled throughout the whole movie. And uh, really just felt, like, empathetic for both characters. Like, you could see both arguments. Uh, um, so I thought it was a solid, solid movie. Um, didn't quite crack the top ten, but um, I thought it was good. So, all right, we're back to Tai Tai with number eight. Yes, sir. Uh, the first animated film of our top tens, uh, Luca, is Luca. number eight for me. Uh, I thought it was very fun. I'm excited to uh, kind of prelude. Trey and I are going to Italy, so maybe we'll uh, stop and see where the the film is based on. Uh, But I thought it was really fun. I enjoyed it very much. Um, And it it just gave you that warm, fuzzy feeling, like a good, uh, uh, was it Pixar or Disney? Disney Pixar. You know, those those kind of movies are are intended for it. I I really enjoyed it. So I threw it in there at number eight. Number eight, Luca. All right, Cade, give us your eight. Let's see it. so for number eight, I got Red Notice. This is a Netflix film. Have, it, have any of you guys seen this one? I have not. The Rock's in it, isn't Yeah, it's he? got The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and uh, Wonder Woman. I, Gal Gadot? Yeah. yeah. It's some good actors. It's pretty corny. You know, it's just a corny <laughs> action movie. Oh, well, yeah. The I Rock's it, in it, though. It's, the Rock's yeah, in it. The Rock so, plays the same. What? So is it a comedy? Yeah, it's, it's a comedy action movie. Okay. So... It's it's really interesting too. It's got like two or three huge twists in the movie that you really don't see coming. So I really enjoyed it. All right, number eight for uh, Young Cam. 
So number eight for me is a movie that I legitimately forgot came out in 2021. And I had to put it on after I heard it was 2021 and it's Concrete Cowboy. Nice, nice. It's it's a really good coming of age movie of like a boy like getting shipped out to his father who has stables. Is is it Philadelphia? Is that right? It is. I think so. In Philadelphia. And he just has to basically learn how to stop being a child and turn into a man. And it's, it's just a really good movie. Like one that a plot that I was like, okay, what is this? And then by the end, I was so hooked on it. I thought it was super cool how it's a it's a culture that I didn't even really know existed. And exactly. it's a true story. So, um, yeah, that's, I, I thought it was a solid movie for sure. Um, I feel like you guys are going to be a little heated at my next honorable mention. But my number 18 movie of 2021 is Eternals. I can get behind that. I liked it. There, there, there was a lot going on. Um, I, I do have beef with it, but I'll keep my reservation. I told you I'd catch heat for where I rank things sometimes. But yeah, I... I enjoyed I enjoyed it a lot more the second time. I picked up on a lot more. The first time, it felt like I was kind of playing catch up with figuring out the different characters' motivations because there were like eight different characters to keep track of. Um, but the second time, it was a lot better. Um, I think it it will be interesting to see how those characters and implications of maybe a villain uh, moving forward in the MCU play out. So. Um, Eternals is number 18 for me. We're going to keep the ball rolling with uh, Ty's number seven movie of the of uh, the year. Yeah, so I don't know if anyone else has seen this movie, but uh, Big, Bro- Big Brother was actually promoting this movie, and I thought it sounded pretty good. Uh, so I gave it a try. Dear Evan Hansen, and it actually exceeded my expectations a lot. Uh, is this what you watched today? What? No, no, I didn't watch that one today. Okay. Uh, I thought it was really, really good. It touched on some heavy subjects, uh, suicide and um, kind of school bullying. Um, is it a musical? It, it has is it has songs in it, so I don't know if you consider it an element. And I was hesitant at watching it at first, um, but it actually it exceeded everything that I thought it was going to be. And the actually the main character who plays Evan Hansen, I don't know his name, uh, did a fan- fantastic job. And he actually has a really good voice, too. He, he got uh, a lot of beef because he's, like, close to 30 playing a high school I would, player. If you haven't watched it, I would, I would give it a try. <laughs> Is that the dude throwing the football? <laughs> you remember that meme? Like, they need to start getting actual football players to portray high school football players. All right. Yeah, dear Evan Hansen, I did not expect that to be on your list. On my list. That's fair. Number seven. All right, Kay, give us your number seven. Number seven, I got Eternals. It's a good Marvel movie. It's not the best. Uh, it's, I think one of the main problems is they set up the big villain, that guy who, the, the race who keeps evolving, you know, and then the deviants, they just kind of, yeah, the deviants and they just kind of kill him off pretty quick. And so spoiler, okay. Spoiler. (laughs) Like we all haven't seen it. (laughs) They just kill him off pretty quick and, and like never go back to him again, but it does set up for some good movies in the future so that's why it's higher so, yeah, sure all right interesting cam give us your number seven so number seven was a movie i had no idea it was even released and is on a streaming service that i don't have access to but i watched it and it is uh palmer on apple tv okay Interesting. Um, I, you know, when I first heard Justin Timberlake was a star of this movie, I laughed in its face. I was like, there's no way. 
I sat down, watched the first 10 minutes, and then I was like, okay. And then by the then the end of the movie was I was like, there's no way. That's the end. I was just enthralled the entire time with this story. And it's just it's a really good movie. Yeah, for sure. That is a little bit lower on my list, but yeah, it's it's a solid movie. Yeah, I think sure. it's really good. Okay, um, my number 17 movie of the year is a movie that Cam is Cam is like still in my thunder with all of these, but it's okay. Uh, I, I, they're not in your top 10. They're just in my top 10. Right. I put a Concrete Cowboy for number 17. Um, yeah. And a culture that I really knew nothing about. Um, I thought it was a, a beautifully well done movie. Um, great story. Great coming of age story like you said and uh great actors and uh just a really cool cool movie so that's 17 for me idris elba killed that role by the way i forgot to mention absolutely absolutely um he, he's a stud actor mm-hmm. like nothing less all right we're back up to tie with number six um uh, number six uh is the little things for me um, <laughs> Uh, I, I'm a big Denzel guy. Uh, I like uh, Rami Malik. I had higher expectations for this movie too, uh, but you know, it was it. Was, I I was in. I liked it. I liked it. I, Can I tell you what I ranked on my list? I don't care where you ranked. Number forty-one. <laughs> oh my goodness! I ranked it down at twelve. Well, that says twelve, but I spaced it out. It's twenty-two. Oh. <laughs> I just I just did not like the ending, but. Yeah, I, I, Denzel does a really good job, I thought, and uh, Rami Malik, oh, he, he hasn't missed a role in, that he's played in. I, I didn't seen, think he was that good in this one. I think they picked a bad role for him. Well, that's why I'm I not blaming it on him. I'm just saying I don't think the role was good for him. Ty sticking to his guns. All right, Kay, give us your number six. Number six, I got The Harder They Fall. Uh, it's a pretty good action movie with a really good twist at the end. It's a really fun movie, in my opinion. Another Idris Elba cowboy movie. Yeah, some good actors in it as well. So that's about all that needs to be said. For sure. All right, Cam, give us your six. Number six, I have a fantastic Marvel movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. As I said on a previous pod, and as Trey already said, I think that this was on par with Black Panther, like in terms of origin story. And I think that I hold Black Panther in really high regard, so I should hold this one in really high regard as well. Man, you are really still in my thunder here. Shang-Chi is my number 16. (laughs) It's hilarious. Uh, Well, I've seen a lot of the same ones now. I enjoy Shang-Chi as well. Um, My one beef with it was it, at points, felt partially like a dc movie with the cgi kind of dragons and stuff and that kind of world so but aside from that i thought the action was amazing um the origin story itself i thought was really cool and it'll be it'll be cool to see where he plays um in the mcu moving moving forward so shang chi is the reason i don't have beef with the dragons and i normally would is because how prevalent they are in asian culture yeah no that's fair I so I think that was a perfect placement, but I I respect that. That's fair. I actually uh, got the Shang Chi soundtrack on vinyl. Huh. It, nice. Yeah. So don't don't sleep. All right, um, Ty. We're back to you with number five. 
Um, no, I, for me, I think Trey had this on his, or maybe Cam did, but One Night in Miami. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Um, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to, to break down on it. Um, but I thought it was cool. Did you know it's based off a play? No, I didn't know that. There Thanks. you go. Dropping knowledge on me. Little, little, little tidbits. I had no idea as well. All right, Kate, give us a number. your number five. My number five is Shang-Chi. That was a really good origin story on par with Black Panther. I do have one extra thing to say that you guys haven't said yet. The fight where they're fighting on like the building uh, scaffolding. Oh yeah, that it reminds me so much of like a two D like platformer game. Mm-hmm. That whole fight, like a Street Fighter type thing. I thought it was awesome. And then mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, also, uh, my one beef. It would be higher, but my one beef with it. They never really explain the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. Like, you never know. Like, I don't know their full power. but Because technically, technically in the credit, they say the Ten Rings will return, right? Mm-hmm. They technically yeah. didn't say Shang-Chi will, will return. Yeah, but... They said the, the Ten Rings will. Yeah, but still, I still don't even know what they can do. Oh, Shang-Chi's coming back. Don't well, yeah, yeah. I just mean they yeah. put more of an emphasis on the Ten Rings more, more so than... You know, yeah. All right, Cam, uh, give us your number five. Steal what I'm about to say. I can promise you I will not steal what you're about to say with this one. I guarantee I'm <laughs> the only one who's seen this movie, and it's Demon Slayer Mugen Train. That, that is fair. <laughs> I have not seen that one. So I will say that this is a continuation of the ending of season one of Demon Slayer, which is the smash hit anime show. And... This was, like, I've never seen something so beautifully animated that, like, literally my jaw was on the floor the entire episode. And it, like, just when I thought it was over, the ante got upped. And then, like like I said, the animation in the fight scenes is just amazing. And I recommend if, I recommended seeing it in theaters, but obviously none of you could have watched Demon Slayer to go. <laughs> but it's, it's beautifully animated, great great movie. And I just wanted to turn around and go see it again. So, number five, Demon Slayer, Mugen Train. Cool. All right, uh, my number 15 movie of 2021 is The Suicide Squad, uh, James Gunn's version. And uh, this is, like, one of my favorite styles of, like, a superhero movie is the rated R, funny uh, movie that pulls no punches. I thought the cast was awesome. Um, I thought the humor was great. And uh, uh, it's just my kind of movie. They, they could keep making these movies – with other characters and i think they you know have the chance to do that they're doing a spin-off with peacemaker uh a tv show in january so it'll be cool to see where that goes but um james gunn's suicide squad is my number 15 any but did you guys like that movie or what'd you think of that yeah yeah i really liked it yeah it was really fun cool all right, Ty, give us your number four. My number four, Trey, you will appreciate this one. I'm sure it's on okay. your list somewhere. Inside, Bo Burnham. Uh, I thought that was, uh, it really encapsulated, you know, 20, more so 2020 uh, and COVID and being stuck inside and quarantine. Um, and he is just a brilliant, brilliant guy uh, being able to tell a story through song. Uh, it's really fun and, and catchy. 
Uh, Trey might even have some Bo Burnham songs on it on his top ten. Um, maybe, maybe. We'll we'll have to wait and <laughs> find that, that out. But I really like this. I don't know if uh, either of the Armstrong boys have seen um, Inside, but if you haven't seen it, highly recommend. Hi- highly recommend. What's it's, it on? It's on Netflix. Okay, Netflix. I might have to check it out then. Yeah, it's really good. Nice. All right, Cade, give us your number four. For number four, I have Justice League, the Schneider Cut. Hi. It's good, but I haven't high. seen a ton of movies. That's I true. really liked it. Personally. I liked it too. I just thought it. I just... it that's how DC should have gone because it sets up for the whole universe, and it's really good because it takes its time. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not like the original one, which is just trash. It takes its time, <laughs> which leads to, huh? Sorry, sorry to cut you off. The only annoying part is that we're not going to get that moving forward. Exactly. Like, you yeah. know like, what they and, revealed at the end like it means nothing that's that's oh, yeah. the only annoying part it would and be cool if they yeah. do go back but i just don't think it's happening that's the huge l about it that's how i felt at the end of the movie i was just like wow that like at the end and i don't know if this was intentional but he was just like it left me like wow dc really fumbled the bag here like they should have stuck with this yeah it was awesome yeah though. and i mean the only beef is it's like Four hours. Yeah, that's, so. that's my nitpick. <laughs> Other than that, if you can set aside half your day, really good. You're good. It, it was really good. Right. All right, Cam, give us your four. All right, here we go. Here, here come the hot takes. My number four is Eternals. Okay. okay. I'm going Eternals up at four. I think I, that. So I don't know if it helped me having background knowledge, as I'm sure a lot of you did as well. Of like a lot of like the god, like their gods. You know, they're based off gods the characters and just I, I really like the way they interacted i like the twists and turns and one thing that was completely underrated about this movie was the shots they got and i know that this director like this director like uses real world scenery and while this is such a cosmic character it felt really cool to have very grounded scenes in it and like th- that the shot at the end with the celestial and like the ocean and stuff was just fantastic i thought that was amazing yeah, I, don't, I really love this movie. I thought this was a great movie. That's a that's a solid take. I like that. Um, okay, my number fourteen movie of twenty twenty one is the uh, the last duel um, with Matt Damon and uh, Adam Driver. Um, kind of the medieval times, based on a true story from like fourteen whatever. Um, <laughs> You know, a lot of people didn't like this movie. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Um, you millennials need to put your phones down. Yeah, d- didn't care for that hot take, the Ridley Scott, but um, it is a, it is a solid movie and uh, worth a watch. Um, I, I would have preferred a better ending um, structurally, but um, with it being a true story, you know, that must have been how it happened. So. Um, it was a good movie. So uh, the last duel is my number fourteen. All right, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Ty Ty, give us your number three. Number three for me is a movie I actually watched today. Oh. Uh, Trey put me on this movie. Don't look up. Uh, oh, nice. Just on Cam's list earlier. Uh, I think the messages in the movie are super important and very relevant to the times today. Uh, I thought it had an excellent cast uh, that portrayed their characters very well. 
Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is probably one of my favorite actors, and he actually killed his role as the astronomer. astronomer. The sexy astronomer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the world's sexy uh, my, my, my biggest beef is Jennifer Lawrence's uh, haircut in that movie. That <laughs> was quite, quite annoying. But other than that, it was, it was fantastic. We're all going to fucking die! <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it, I would recommend on Netflix. Yeah, highly recommend that. All right, Cade, give us your number three. I also have Don't Look Up. I think he touched on pretty much most of it. But I could also see how you could not like this movie because there were some parts during the movie I thought it was just a little too cheesy. Oh, okay. Or like, not like cheesy, but like... Too funny. Yeah, like most mostly the parts with the president. But yeah. like nowadays, you never know. So I could see how you you could put it low. I I put it pretty high because I really enjoyed it. And I thought it related yeah. really good to what's this going on. This is a very divisive movie. Like a, a lot of people love it or hate it. Um, I've seen a lot of beef for it with it too, which is very prevalent to how the movie <laughs> out. You know, so I I can see it. So I mean, yeah, that's the- I haven't watched a movie where it's been. Like such satire. It's a yeah. satirical movie, but it was it, it's, it, brilliant. it's intended that way. No, one hundred percent. Yeah. Vice was that way. <laughs> exactly. And I, I really I really enjoyed it. It's the same director. I don't know if you knew that, Cam. I didn't, but I picked up I thought that thought during the movie. I didn't know if it was the same guy or girl. I don't know who. Yeah. Adam McKay. He did uh the big short too. Very good. Uh, it it was a very good movie. Yeah. All right, Cam, give us your number three. Uh, all right um this might not be high enough for some of you kate i don't think you've seen this movie but it's judas and the black messiah the uh yeah the story of fred hampton and the portrayal of the characters was just fantastic and this movie being so early for like early in the year for it to be sitting up this high is definitely like telling It's, it's very good like recency bias did not play into this it was just that good right it felt it felt like it was last year it's kind of crazy yeah, I know, I know, but it was a fantastic movie. So, oh yeah, number three. Love that movie. Um, number where am I at? Thirteen. Um, I have King Richard. Um, good movie. I liked it. I thought it was a a good movie. Um, I thought Will Smith played a great part. Uh, I could definitely see him getting an Oscar nom for that role. Um, it was interesting that it was really focused more on Venus, um, but the little tidbit at the end there where he talks to Serena. Um, was touching. Um, good movie. Solid I'm movie. calling the most cap ever that he actually said that line. <laughs> yeah, very possible. Very possible to be just planted for the movie. But yeah. All right, Ty, down to number two. Number two for me, I have a feeling is probably number one for Kate and Cam. Cam? Spider Man No Way Home. Okay. Very good. I, I, think it'll probably be on all. I actually trace that there's no Marvel movie on his top 10. No, uh, no, I didn't say that. Oh, no, no TV shows. TV shows. Anyway, uh, Spider-Man, I think they, it's an actual movie trick. I think you said this, but it actually lived up to expectations. Uh, spoil, I, I won't spoil it for people that haven't seen it, but there were theories out there that actually came true. And that you may as well go ahead. <laughs> I'm not saying what's got everyone with the spoil. They're they're staying on just because oh he's not gonna spoil. <laughs> my my biggest beef with it though, I just kind of felt like like Peter Parker t- uh, 
got himself into the situation. It was a self-inflicted wound. The conflict could have been avoided. The conflict could have been avoided. It felt like uh, it could have easily... And and I feel like Doctor Strange wouldn't actually do that. I I still feel like he shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that. But um, nonetheless, it was a really good movie, um, and it had everything that we wanted in it. Uh, so I threw it in there at number two. I like it. Cade, give us your two. My number two is going to catch me a lot of heat, and I know this, but I really enjoyed it. And I also haven't seen a lot of the hard hitters you guys have. My number two is Suicide Squad. Oh, what? Nice. <laughs> And I actually really enjoyed this movie. I, I came in confused. I didn't even know if it was a sequel or whatnot to The Suicide Squad. I left. I really enjoyed all the characters. I think all of them, they were, some of them were hilarious. Some were very serious, very diverse cast. And then my standout actor is John Cena in this movie. <laughs> I think he did a great job. I'm and going Idris Elba. The colors, the... The action, the whole thing. I really loved it. It felt like a comic book, you know? Exactly. Like, right. Will you be watching the uh, TV show? Uh, unfortunately, I don't think I get access to it. I think if I did, I think I might watch an episode or check it out. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, Cam, you're up with number two. Uh, number two, Ty, we got the same one. I'm going Spider Man No Way Home. And you're number one for sure. What? You thought it'd be number one? No, number two. As a massive Marvel fan, this is everything we wanted. This is perfect. I mean, everything about it was great. Like, that plays perfectly into who Peter Parker... Like, your beef tie, I for me, that, like, plays perfectly into who Peter Parker is. You know, he's going to listen to those around him. Like, that's kind of what he's always done. And with Aunt May telling him, like, we have to help these people, it's right in line that he would. So I just I think this movie was perfectly well done and living up to those massive expectations was just very impressive. Very true. Was there was there ever any doubt? Yes. I had doubt. Um when I went into the movie theater, no. When I saw the trailer, no, there was never any doubt. But before the trailer, yes, there was. I had doubts. I saw the trailer and I saw some of the shots and I knew it. <laughs> All right, Trey, go ahead. Okay, my number 12 uh, movie of 2021 is Last Night in Soho. Uh, I thought it was super unique, uh, fun kind of murder mystery type movie that was done in a really cool way that I haven't seen before. Um, I thought it was fun and uh, really beautifully shot, and the filmmaking was was dope, and the music. Um, so all around, really cool movie, Last Night yeah. in Soho. The main actress in that movie is going to be huge. She's going to be a huge oh. star. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Anya uh, Taylor Joy. Yeah, yeah she's, she's she's great. Yeah. All right, Ty, your number one movie of twenty twenty one. My number one movie just so <laughs> happened to be the first movie that I saw in uh, twenty twenty one. Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, shout out! I I think going Trey rented out a movie theater for this, and we all watched it together. Uh, I think that played a role into it. We had the movie theater theater to ourselves. Um, and it's just an excellent story. Um, it felt like infuriating. It, it felt infuriating, and it felt like you actually learned a lot about what was going on in that in, in that time period and what. Creative. And it very well done. Um, and I had to, I, like Cam said, I it felt like it was in 2020, uh, but I had to double check that it was in 2021. I think it deserved to be the best uh, film of the year. I think Nomad Madland won. Best picture? Uh, yeah. The um, last Oscars, yeah. Yeah. But uh, just an excellent movie. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. 
Um, and that's my number one movie. Respect. All right, Kate, uh, let me guess. I'm going to catch some heat for this one, but Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> nah, number one, Spider-Man No Way Home. Capitalized on all the expectations. Great movie. You guys already talked about it a lot, so I don't need to say much. All right, Cam, I, I typed it in. Let's see if I'm right. Uh, I think you got it right. It's Dune. <laughs> Dune Dune was a it, it was a crazy movie of like Star Wars meets Game of Thrones. And like I think one of the things for me is one of my favorite aspects of like movies and storytelling is like the world building. And Dune hits on that. Like the world feels so open and so big. And like again, the shots in the movie are awesome. For a desert, you wouldn't think like they'd be that great. Like, you know, it's just sand everywhere, but they make it really cool. And, like, all the planets are awesome. So, I think that... What? Sorry, go on, go on. I was just going to say, I think that this is the next big movie franchise right here. And going in with knowing that is just, like... I, I You don't have to know that. Like, the movie's still really good without it. But knowing that makes it even better and gets you really excited to see the next one. So, yeah. that's kind of what I'm going for. Touching on the world building a little bit, um, I think... There's much more to explore, mm -hmm. and it's just I'm really excited for uh, the future for that movie. Yeah, um, so I had to put it at number one. It just got me really. It gets me excited every time. Like somebody's like, "Oh, have you seen Dune?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's great." <laughs> I respect it. Okay, uh, my number eleven movie that just missed the cut for top ten. Um, the harder they fall. I thought it was a really really fun movie um it it took the aspects of the concrete cowboy movie and really amplified them in like a filmmaking aspect like it was fun it was um it was just the acting was amazing the cast was stacked i just really really enjoyed it and like kate said um there was a there was a cool twist at the end so i i, I like the harder they fall all right. Um, I know we're already going long, so let's keep the the train moving. Um, we're gonna do songs. Um, we're gonna switch over to music, and uh, let's let's uh, kick it off with Ty's number ten song of twenty twenty one. My number ten song might come as a little bit of a shock to you guys, uh, but I felt like this song and this artist took uh, this country by storm. Uh, driver's license by Olivia Rodrigo. Nice. Uh, I just always found myself uh, singing this song. It always got stuck in my head. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. Olivia Rodrigo uh, definitely uh, in in the running for MVP of 2021. Oh. Hey, I got a question. Is that the only Olivia Rodrigo song on your thing? Yeah. yeah oh, is. then you picked the wrong one. <laughs> you picked the wrong one. Good for you, greater than. Okay, uh, Cade, you are up with number 10 song of this year. All right, I got some honorable mentions. I won't talk about them. I'm just going to list them off. I got Never Left, Heat Waves, and Industry Baby. So those are my three honorable mentions. For number 10, I'm starting off with Young Thug, No Surprise, featuring Don Tolliver. song's got a good flow. You should listen to it. That's on the Slime Language album, yeah. correct? Uh, you should definitely listen to it. It's a sleeper on that album. Okay, um, Cam, you're number 10. All right, I also wanted to throw an honorable mention out there. I want to throw an honorable mention to Rap Star by Polo G. 
That song and that little ukulele, that thing's awesome. I've never seen anything it's like respect, it. Hey, Cam, how's that not on your list? Yeah, how's that not me? <laughs> it's, it's honorable mention. That's uh, my number 10 song, Smoking Out the Window by Silk Sonic. Ooh. Different little I vibe, like but I, I thought this song was awesome. I, I listen to it all the time, sing the little TikTok part all the time. It's, it's really catchy. It's great. All right, I like it. Um, my number 10 or I guess my number 20 song. We get to the songs. Um, I'm going to go Red by IDK featuring West Side Gun, MF Doom, and Jay Electronica. Just that combo of rappers, incredible. And it, it touches on a melody that you're all familiar with. Uh, so if you haven't checked out that song, I recommend it. It's dope. So, uh, yeah, Ty, you're up with nine. Number nine, uh, I was debating this one back and forth. Could it be higher? Uh, Way Too Sexy by Drake. Oh, wow. Uh, I felt like that, that song is a fun song. Uh, puts you in a, a good, fun mood anytime that you listen to it. A little bit of a meme song, but nonetheless, still still a good tune. Uh, so I, that's my number nine. Okay. Drizzy Drake made the cut. Cade, you're up with nine. Number nine, I got the song that pretty much filled up my summer, His and Hers by Don Tolliver, Lil mm-hmm. Uzi Vert, and who's the third one? Gunna. And Gunna. It's good. It's a good song. I, I love me some Don Tolliver pretty much, as you can tell. So. Don Tolliver. Will right. Life of a Don crack the top ten? It, it might. <laughs> All right, give us your, uh, what are we at, Nine. Number nine. So number nine on one of the better albums from this year was Juggernaut by Tyler, the Creator, Lil Uzi Vert, and Pharrell Williams. A really interesting mix of people here. And Pharrell absolutely kills it on that final verse there. I, I, I respect that you uh, appreciate that over Uzi. I do. Uzi definitely draws me to the song, but Pharrell kills it as well. He's the man on that one. Good work out of you. Okay, uh, my number 19 song of 2021 is uh, Little John Mayer. Shouldn't matter, but it does. That's a, that's a vibe. That's all I got to say. Some little John. <laughs> number eight. Number eight. Number eight uh, had to throw a little Justin Bieber on there because uh, Sydney and I are going to uh, the concert later in 2022. Uh, Lonely by Justin Bieber. An oh, absolute bop. It is a bop. I think it's just the wrong song, but it's a bop. <laughs> I, I think that's my favorite off the album. Okay. Uh, respect. Okay, Cade, you're up with eight. For number eight, I got the right song. I picked Peaches <laughs> by Justin Bieber. Another <laughs> another song that took up my summer. It was really good. It's got a really good chorus, really good, really good flow to it. Solid vibe. All right, Cam. Uh, number eight is a song that I guarantee none of you have, and I don't. I may have been not the only person listening to this, but that might be somewhat high on this. It's Twenty Five Million by Roddy Rich, and this song just takes me back to "Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial" days. And I do, I did really enjoy this album, but this was my favorite song off of it. It's the last song as well. Okay. Um, okay, uh, I'm up to eighteen. This is kind of a hot take song, but I wanted to mention it because I really liked it. Um, but Charmander by Amine. He dropped a new album, and uh, 
this is my favorite song off it. It's so fun. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend. So uh, there's that. All right, what are we up to now? Ty, number, number seven. seven. You guys probably have this a little higher than I do, uh, but Jail by Kanye and uh, Jay-Z. Um, probably my well if you i'll talk about it a little bit later but yeah my favorite song on on the album that um is jail is is jail i would i would say um you can argue if the andre 3000 <laughs> songs on the album or not um spoiler alert that is on my list but i don't consider it on the album um but yeah jail by jay-z and uh kanye that duo is pretty undefeated agreed agreed Okay, uh, Cade, your number seven. My number seven is 2055. It's the it's a little TikTok song, but I think it's catchy enough to where it just, to where it made it. I love it's this a good song. song. No, it's, it's a good song. song. It's a great song. I give I like us a little song. number. I don't know this one. Huh? Who's it by? Uh, let me check. I did not write it down, and I realized that right after I said it. Sleepy Hollow. Nice. It is a good song. Great. Hey, Cam, keep it going. All right. So my number seven, and I, this is, you know, current, you know, very like touchy subject, but I'm separate. I'm just going purely song and it, it's Mafia by Travis Scott. Yeah. And I really enjoyed this song. And the really cool thing that I didn't even I couldn't even tell that I thought was really interesting that Trey actually put me on was that j cole is actually on this song and i didn't even notice it until trey told me and i just thought that was cool because you know j cole j cole's new style does sound somewhat like travis scott in particular tones and so to have a seamless transition there and have me not even notice was pretty cool okay um my number seven or 17th song of 2021 doing honorable mentions is top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. <laughs> Range Brothers. Um, Baby Keen and Kendrick Lamar. Um, just a fun song. It's nice to hear Kendrick on a song again. Um, Baby Keen does his thing, and Kendrick just goes off and also does the weirdest shit ever with top of the morning, top of the morning. So um, Range Brothers gets some love. All right, Trey, number six. Stealing my thunder a little <clears throat> bit. Range Brothers is number six for me. I'm actually shocked that that did not make Trey's top ten. Um, makes me think that another Baby Keeman Kendrick <laughs> song will be a little bit higher for him. Yep. Uh, but they, this duo, I think, is going to be a, a dynamic duo moving forward. Uh, absolutely love this song. I play it all the time, um, and love Kendrick's uh, accent to Baby Keem, um and. We're not the Wayne. The ad libs are yeah. immaculate on that song. He's Baby Keen. He's Baby Keen. <laughs> That's my favorite one. He's Baby Keen. <laughs> All right. Oh. And, uh, give us your number six. The Range Rover. Number six is Rap Star by Polo G. I thought this was a really good song. I don't know how it doesn't make Cam's top ten. I was very disappointed by the album. I was very that it was a perfect single to lead up to his album. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the album didn't perform like I wanted it to, but the song is very good. Yeah, I agree. All right, Cam, give us your six. Number six is the best song on CLB, and it's No Friends in the Industry. Just yeah. because Drake, when I think of Drake, you know, Drake constantly, he's like that puff out your chest and like, you know, 
you puff out your chest and flex on everybody a little bit. And that's what this song is. This is what Drake is doing on this song. This is what I wanted the album to be. Cam, your your top five must be littered with some Donda. <laughs> it might be. It might not be. <laughs> me, I haven't said a single Donda one yet either. <laughs> your top five must be littered with some Donda. <laughs> All right. My number 16 song of the year is uh, a song that maybe none of you guys have heard. It's called You Comfort Me by uh, James Vickery featuring Earth Gang. Uh, this is an artist that I discovered this year. He's out of London. Um, he's an R&B singer, but just a, an amazing voice. And this song is just immaculate vibes. And Earth Gang puts a little uh, hip-hop twist with it. Um, highly recommend if you haven't listened. So Is London his city? London's <laughs> the city. All right. Um, I'm up. Tie you up with number five. Okay, so I have a three-way tie here. Uh, how does that work? You can't. You... All by the same artist. Okay. Champagne uh -oh. poetry. What's next? Wants and needs. Uh, it's hard, oh, hard to pick between those. What three. was the second one? Uh, what's so, next? And wants and needs. All by Drake. Two so two, of two of them off the EP. On the scary hour. I would like to. I would like to note that I forgot that that EP came out this year because those <laughs> were wants and needs would certainly be in my top five. Uh, uh, wants, and, wants needs. and needs yeah that those those two they they gotta be in, in your in your top 10 you didn't even put the best one on the ep on the list let, let no not true my least favorite out of those three um and i didn't want to put too much drake in my top 10 um so well, you already have four songs on there so <laughs> he said i didn't want to put too much drake just list three drake songs back to back <laughs> I, yeah, I need to make a note that I did not know. I forgot that came out this year when making this. Okay. Lil okay. Baby, you, you're not giving enough love to Lil Baby, who always washes Drake on any song they're on together. Not, not washes, but he, he, he washed he him. He washed him. <laughs> All right, Kay, give us your five. My five? Uh, for number five, I got Off the Grid by Kanye and Playboy Cardi. Yeah. And Five Yo. Oh, and Five Yo. The best verse of the best year. Verse on the song. Best verse of the year. Five Yo Foreign's part on this is insane. Right after this album dropped, I heard that song and I was like, who is that? Because it didn't have the features. And so I go and I look it up. I see it's Five Yo. Right after that, I started listening to Five Yo Foreign's music. Really? So that song just put me on right yeah, away. Yeah, still listen to? Huh? Does he have albums to listen to? He has a couple albums. He and he's a he, drill rapper. He released a song the weekend after that, and I really like that song. I put it on my playlist. So, yeah. Cool. All right, Cam, keep it going. What's your number five? So my number five is a sleeper song that I guarantee no one will have because it's one of my favorite artists. It's Chaos by Big Sean. Ooh. Okay, on the. Yeah. E yeah, off that fun little EP that, that him and Hitboy did, and their chemistry is just unmatched. Well, okay, it's matched by some, but not outdone by any. Let's just say that. Matched by some, not outdone. Yeah, those two kill any song they're on together. And Big Sean is making a heavy comeback. Don't sleep. That's fair. Uh, this might surprise some people that being on my honorable mention – um, but Amari by J. Cole is my number 15 song of the year. Absolutely disrespect. Yeah, I thought it moved. You're I gone. think it moved. I have, awesome. I have my favorite one higher. So right. I respect that. I respect that. But I want to show Amari, love to Amari, because that's my second favorite song on the album. So um, great song. All right, Ty. I, so I assume that's going to be on your list somewhere. 
Um, that would be a good assumption. Number four, where, where are we on? Number four. Number four for me is uh, Rap Star by Polo G. Absolutely uh, mind blown that Cam leaves that off his list. It's a great song. Polo G was also uh, disappointed by that album, but uh, that's <laughs> it's good. Good tune. Doesn't take away from the song. Still he does. he half he half made up for it. Two point was better. Yeah. Yep. Mid. Okay, K to go go for number four. For number four, I have uh, Juggernaut by oh. the creator Uzi and Pharrell. I think so. Listen to this song. Uzi Uzi's verse is one of my favorite verses Uzi's ever done, and then. I don't know if I like his or Pharrell's better because Pharrell's is just so good. So it's just two amazing verses. Yeah. And then Tyler does really good. They both got to flex their Chanel. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, Kay, keep it going with four. Okay, well, four, I have a bit of a different vibe and I can imagine this may be on Trey's list, but it's To Be Loved by Adele. Respect, respect. Yeah. Like it. Yeah, I don't have much to say. I mean, it's just, it's a really great song. You got to go check it out. The album as a whole is great. Her voice is just incredible. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a little bit of Donda in my uh, honorable mention. Um, some, might be, some might be higher in my uh, on my OG podcast, so stay tuned to that. But my number 14 is Come to Life. Just a beautiful song. I, I, that's not much more to say. So, uh, Ty, you're back three. Uh, I'm sure this is probably on Trey's list. Uh, Life of the Party, Kanye, and yeah, Andre 3000. Um, Andre 3000, best verse of the year? I want Andre 3000 no. carry that uh, song. Um, Kanye's verse is good, too. But uh, Andre 3000 absolutely murdered that verse. I uh, did just – I wish Kanye would originally put that on the album. It might have uh, got a little bit more uh, respect from me. I will but say that that, uh, that song deserving of a, a top five for sure. Absolutely, I will say I I'm so glad. So the way that they rolled out this song originally, uh, it was leaked and it was explicit Hell by Drake. I, I appreciate the explicitness, but Kanye <laughs> inserted a diss to Drake. I'm glad they took that out and just put the regular verse on this song um because it felt like they used andre andre 3k to kind of have jabs at um drake and <clears throat> that wasn't necessary because andre three's and, andre three stacks verse just lifted the whole album like it was incredible and i'll say more about it uh later but um yeah great song okay well, i had the better verse Ew, stop. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. I'll die. I'll I, 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 think, die I, I think I'm with that. I think I'm with that. Okay, Cade, keep it going. Uh, where are we at? Okay, I have Once and Needs. We already talked about this one. Lil Baby, Drake are really good duo. And Lil Baby washes him, and it's amazing. I just okay. want everyone to remember that on this pod, last year I gave my MVP to Lil Baby. Everyone <laughs> needs to know that because I did give it to him. He's not even in your top five. Let's go. Back, back to back, potentially, question mark. He, he's got a chance. He's got a chance. Okay. Um, right. My yep. number three will be a song we will most definitely talk about later. And I'll, I'll save everything because I know we're going to talk about it. It's Family Ties with Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar. So I'll, just, I'll save all my comments for when we talk about it, when you guys... Because I, I can almost assure both of you will have it. 
Okay. Respect. Um, so I'm up with 13. Let's see. Um, I have a song that Cam already talked about, and it's To Be Loved by uh, Adele. That's my favorite song off that album. Um, just her voice is incredible. Um, I got the vinyl. I'm excited to spin it. And uh, yeah, it's a, a immaculate song. All right, we're back to Ty Ty with number, number two. Number two for me, Cam just talked about it. Family Ties, Kendrick Lamar, mm -hmm. Baby Keen. Uh, Baby Keen. Just absolutely love that combo. I hope they put out some more music. Um, hopefully we get a Kendrick album in the future. But uh, Kendrick absolutely destroys that that verse. Um, and I think Baby Keem is up and coming. I uh, hope we get a little bit more from him. My uh, only beef, my only beef. With the song? Is... 2021, I ain't taking no prisoners. We have uh, what three days left for uh, him to take prisoners on this on this year. So, he will be taking prisoners. <laughs> he'll be taking prisoners. Yeah, he's not dropping this year. Oh, okay, all right. But you know, you so, could say that really that really is verse of the year. So I will say there was one Friday I went to or a Thursday I went to sleep and I woke up to a buddy of mine sending me a Spotify link. And it didn't, for some reason, show me the preview. So I literally just saw, like, the, like open Spotify. I was uh, – a small sliver of hope in me thought it potentially would have been a Kendrick song or album. But, unfortunately, it was not. So, uh, yeah. All right, Caden, give us your number two. Number <clears throat> two, I have Amari. I think it's – although it's not even my favorite song off the album, I personally think it's the best song on the album. Okay. I respect it. Ba -da -ba, ba -da -ba. His ver his his lyrics in that just are crazy. They're so good. Once once J. Cole found that slightly auto-tuned flow, I'm telling you, he's in his bag. He's in his yeah. bag. All right, Cam, keep it going with number two. Number two, we already talked about it a little bit, but I ranked this song very high because I think it's a great it's off the grid by Kanye, uh Playboy Cardi and Five Yo. I just think it's really cool that Kanye can like transcend generations and go with new artists such as Five Yo Foreign and Playboy Cardi, just as well as he can go with Jay Z. And I, just, I, I thought it was really impressive, and I really liked the turnout of the song. Okay, uh, my number twelve song of twenty twenty one. I wanted to show her some love, and that is Tierra Whack. She just put out three back to back to back EPs, and this was my favorite song of the three. Um, she is incredible. If you haven't heard of her, go look up her uh, short film slash album. It's called Whack World. She's brilliant. Um, it's a 15-minute album with 15 one-minute songs, and uh, she has a film that goes with it. Uh, she recently put out these three EPs. This is my favorite. Um, but I really hope we get a traditional full-length album by her soon. Um, because hip hop in the world needs it. She's she's amazing. So, Tira Whack. All right, Ty. My number one number song one. of 2021. <laughs> uh, me and my friends always jam out this song, Amari by J. Cole. Ba -ba. Uh, my favorite song <laughs> by far on the album. Uh, I think it just it just gets me going every time I listen to it. Uh, my favorite part. My favorite. The yes, right there. That's my favorite. My favorite line. It's a good part. It, it, it is just it gets me going every single time. Respect. All right, kid. Give us yours. I got Family Ties by Baby Keem and Kendrick. This duo, 
this duo goes crazy for me. And then Kendrick's verse up there for verse of the year as well. And okay. Baby Keem. I think Baby Keem is the was the best artist. Yeah, I can't say best artist this year. Best up and coming artist. This there you year. go. You better take that back. Best Matt up and coming artist artist this year. I think he's honestly slept on on this song too. Well, you give him. You can give him breakthrough. Breakthrough artist. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You put one of the greatest artists ever on a song. <laughs> you're gonna be slept on next to him. I'm yeah, sorry, I. Man. But That's everyone gets so googly eyed by Kendrick. You you have to realize Baby Keem also went off on this song. Is it yeah. true? Is it true? All right, Cam, give us your top song of the year. I'm also going with a J. Cole song, but a different J. Cole song. And I'm going with 95 South. Ooh. This song, this song it's set the this song set the tone, man. J. Cole, this is my favorite J. Cole. When he comes with that energy, like he comes in. Yeah, he when he comes with that energy, it reminds me of Born Center when he was like down and like he's got a rap for his his He's got a rap to eat out here. That's what it, that's my favorite J. Cole energy. And that's what he came with on 95 South. I like that. I agree. I don't uh, like that. <laughs> my number 11 song of uh, the year that just didn't make the cut on my top 10. Um, it's Industry Baby by Lil Nas X. Um, it's it's, Good song. it's uh, so, such a dope song. Um, such a dope artist of the times and uh, just a radio hit. So I had to show some love to that. Trey, I'm a little disappointed that uh, no Corday made it in your honorable mentions. You know, I wanted to I wanted to throw in their Dream in Color, but um, it's definitely like just past the uh, honorable mentions. So, sorry. I hope he cracks albums next year. I hope he cracks yeah, albums. Same. That's what I so, need. It's January, right? I so know it's gonna have to be something special. We don't have much of uh, very longer to wait. So. All right, we are on to albums. I think one of our most anticipated lists. Uh, we're going to start with Two Fly Tie Tie with number 10. So I have a tie for. Uh, it's 10. a 10 way tie. I couldn't, I couldn't leave Polo G off of my top 10. Um, I think there are some really good songs on the album, especially the deluxe. What's it called um, again? Rap Star? Yeah. No, it's called uh, Rocks. Oh, that's right. Uh, so that and uh, Juice World's Fighting Demons are are tied for for number ten. Is that the one that just came out? Yeah. yeah. I, Respect. I really, that song. That album turned out oh, to be pretty decent. For Juice World have been really good, um, but I couldn't leave either of those off, so I threw them in, and they're tied for number ten. Okay. Yeah, I'll say. Can I talk about the Juice World one for just a second? I don't have it on mine. Yeah. But I do think that the album, the music was like something he would have liked, like and done. But I, I, I got beef with the album covers. Like they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I wish they would have kept the original title on that album as well, rather than that. What's it supposed to be? The party never ends. Oh, that would have been cool. Cause it's from the Travis album. Yeah, I just thought that would, that's my only nitpick. I thought the album's pretty good. Okay, um, where are we up to? Uh, Kate, give it your number 10. Number 10 album is uh, Justice by Justin Bieber. This song had a lot of good, or this album had a lot of good songs, a lot of decent songs on it. And it was good to listen to for a couple months. I don't know if they can hear this. Okay, Cam, give us your 10. Oh, they can't. No. So my number 10 is 
a classic artist. I'm sorry, I'm pulling up the album to look at some of the songs because I know there's a lot of them. Is uh, Culture Three by Migos. That came out this year. That came out this year. Okay. It was. I think that. Let's just say it wasn't. It wasn't all of uh, Culture One or Culture Two. Culture Two is terrible. Culture Two. This is a comeback from Culture Two. Culture Two was terrible. Culture Three and they. The thing about Migos is like you know what you're getting out of them. It's what artists are they going to bring in that are going to enhance their style? And obviously they have Drake. And But I thought the way they incorporated Polo G, a different artist such as Justin Bieber and Juice World, I thought it was really impressive. And there's a lot of good songs on it. Modern Day is a great song, by the way. I should have thrown that an honorable mention. Okay. Uh, my number 20 album of the year um, is The Melodic Blue by Baby Keem. The disrespect. Uh, no, it's, so it should be lower. It should be lower. It's disrespectful to albums like, under it. Um, I asked myself if Kendrick wasn't involved, would I care? And honestly, I don't know if I would. Um, Baby Keem is good and he's catchy, but ultimately he's a trap rapper, and that's just not my vibe. So I'm I'm more so going for the Kendrick verses. But uh, there are songs on his own that I do like, like Scapegoats and Trademark USA. Um, he holds his own. Um, I just, I, I didn't love the album. I, I thought it was okay. I respectfully disagree. Okay. Well, well, we'll see where it ranks in your top 10. All right, Ty, give us your nine. My number nine, uh, also a potential MVP for 2021, Montero Lil Nas X. Okay. I thought this album, um, and I'll actually... If Trey doesn't have this in his honorable mentions or top 10, I'll be very surprised. It tells a very uh, a story, um, and the visuals are very fun. The alt artwork is very cool. Um, so Lil Nas X has been killing the game lately. He always puts out these smash hits that are always on the radio and on TikTok. Um, so he's very deserving to be in the top 10. Okay. Um, Cade, give us your nine. I've got Montero for number nine. I really like this album. Very unique in every aspect. With his, I think all his songs are very unique from everyone else. And I also think the album cover is very unique. I really like it. Um, I only had a, I had some beef because I wish he would have branched out from. A lot of the songs to me kind of sound the same. If he would have branched out, I would have probably loved this album. But. I really liked it. Want a little uh, country back with Old Town Road? I could, I, I, yeah, I could get down with that. Yeah, I could get I down like with that. that. <laughs> Respect. All right, Cam, uh, keep it going with your number nine. All right, at number nine, I got Montero. Hey. Wow. No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> at number nine, I have Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Nice. And, you know, it's very pop heavy. My only nitpick is I wish she would write a song about something else. <laughs> like, that is my only nitpick. She it's makes, really she just has maybe, a good point. Maybe on her next album, Sweet. Yeah, I just, I, I really hope that she, I just hope she writes about something else. However, I do like almost every song on this album. So, very solid. It's a vibe. All right, my number 19 album of the year is Sob Rock by john mayer um i just thought this was um chill vibes it had some songs that hit home and it had um some songs that are just kind of fun to vibe to like new light um that came out previous 
uh, in the past couple years, but there's some new ones on there that I really enjoyed. So don't sleep on John Mary. He's, he's dope. So, all right, Ty, we're back to you. Number eight. And just, just to throw this out there, this podcast so far has been close to like an hour 20. So, uh, Right. Take that as you will. We'll, we'll <laughs> keep it rolling here. Number eight uh, might be a hot take for being pretty low, but Donda by Kanye. Donda, Donda, Donda. Wow, that's crazy. I've got into this uh, album on, on other podcasts, so I won't go too deep. Uh, but <laughs> we won't get into a heated discussion. Yeah, I really didn't live up to my expectations. Very sloppy rollout, uh, a lot of beats with it. <laughs> But it does have some uh, a handful of really good songs that I enjoy and uh, still play what? to this day. So threw it in there at number eight. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I know it's a long album. It's very bloated. Um, I wouldn't even say it's bloated, but it, it's a long album with a lot of songs. Do you think that there is a great album, a, a classic album, within that 30 songs? I There are probably four or five really good songs okay so no so not not a full album. not in your humble opinion okay fair enough um all right we're up to Cade with number eight i have slime language two with number eight this one is 31 songs a feature on a, i think every single one but it's it's <laughs> if you can sift through it it's and a it's a label album. songs yeah it's a label. so yeah it's gonna be long it's a good yeah. playlist huh it's a good playlist it's very good to find some songs for the playlist and it's got some really good ones with obviously Ed, no surprise one of my top songs of the year it's got the song with drake solid it's it's got a lot of good songs okay okay all right cam you're up with number eight i wish they would have put what a time to be a slime on there that would have been great (laughs) it's drake and young thug it's a great song go look at the leak uh number eight i have a very trap very trap album uh, a Gangsta's Pain by Moneybag Yo. And this is a, like, this kind of album is different for me. It's, like, a lot of the songs do sound similar. They're not, I wouldn't say the same, like, but Moneybag Yo is, he's just a very unique artist. He, he reminds me a lot of Young Dolph, but I, because they're both from Memphis. But also, like, I don't know, when I'm in that mood, that album is the one to go to. And every song is a banger, so. All right. An unexpected trap rap album. All right, my number 18 album of the year is Montero by Lil Nas X. Um, you guys touched on it. Um, the dude is uber talented, and uh, the he has the radio hits, plus he has the songs that are kind of deeper. Um, he's just so unique and so true to himself that you got to respect it, and it's just it's just a bop. So uh, Montero gets some some love from I, I just want to interject there because Trey's biggest – element and critiquing an album is storytelling and this i'll be honest i don't recall a a story this tells have you watched the the videos that go it's telling a story throughout i haven't watched the videos he has an industry baby and (laughs) it's an act he does have an industry baby that's correct maybe i I need to watch the video i think trainees reevaluate his list um and lil nas (laughs) storytelling abilities because there is there is a cohesive story in this album okay fair enough I will revisit. <laughs> Way to call him out. I like it. A Redux <laughs> review. You and Anthony Fantano. 
All right, um, Ty, we're back to you with number seven. Number seven, uh, Cade already had it on his uh, Justice by Justin Bieber. A lot of good vibes, a lot of good songs on there, a lot of radio hits. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, and looking forward to hearing perform it live at Wells uh-huh. Fargo Arena. He's flexing on us. <laughs> All right, Cade, you're up with seven. Ty's not going to like this one. But at number seven, I got Certified Lover Boy. Uh, whoa, whoa. So here's how I feel every time I listen to this thing. And it, it does get a number seven because it has some good songs. But the way I feel, because I'm like, I, I don't understand why I don't like this album that much. And then I'll go back and I'll listen to it. And it's like I'm sinking in quickstand. Every, the more I try and like it, the more I don't like it. Damn, so give it a couple more days and it might be number 10. <laughs> give it a couple more days, it might not be on there. <laughs> Just think, like, if we're looking at and evaluating albums as a whole, I'm listening front to back Certified Lover Boy 10 times out of 10 over, over Donda. That's just I, not disagree. You're gonna you're gonna sit through 37 songs of Donda. And you're li- gonna listen to it front to back. No, you're gonna skip I, half of my them. my favorite take. It's that, more than the one I'm listening to from CLB. <laughs> my favorite take that Cam had was with there being we're talking the original album, not the deluxe, yeah. but whatever it was, 27 or something. With there being 27 songs, there aren't a lot of misses. There, on, in my humble on opinion, Donda, there in are my humble misses. opinion, there are a lot of misses. They kept my attention much more than certain. I'll, I'll talk about it later. I'll talk about it later. And when you guys put Donda on there, we, we can talk about it more. But <laughs> I, I, this I, is I, gonna do. give it way too much credit. Maybe you don't give it enough credit, buddy. <laughs> All right, uh, Cam, you're up with seven. Seven, uh, another album that I think I may be the only one holding in a certain high regard is Live Life Fast by Roddy Rich. And while I will openly admit his first album was much better, I think that he has a certain style and it's really impressive that he can carry a lot of songs by himself because he, to carry a whole album by yourself is impressive. And while he does have features, he sticks to his certain features like Gunna and he has a little baby but other than that, he doesn't really go outside his circle, and he's very he's he's really good. I have so I have a take on this album. I, so I started to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And maybe my maybe my expectations got <laughs> skewed with it. But the intro now, like Ty said, I'm a big like cohesive Story, yeah. type guy with my albums, and the intro I really enjoyed the intro. I'm like, okay, I can get with this theme. I respect it. Um, it's about like not living like taking life slow and enjoying the the little things and then he he has that as the intro and he totally flips it on the very next song with uh thailand and talks about you know just basically flexing and that's all really the album is i couldn't get through it i you know maybe i'm just not a huge roddy rich album guy mm-hmm. i enjoy features and the hits but yeah that's the thing is I know, I know it's like new for him, and I didn't think he was gonna stick with that because that's not at all how Please Excuse Me is. So I may have had more manageable expectations. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm up with 17 now. Let's see here. Okay, number 17, Certified Lover Boy by Drizzy Drake. Wow. Um, Honorable mention. That's absolute disrespect. You know, I <clears throat> the more 
initially I'm, I, I defended this album. I, I liked it at the beginning, but the more I listen to it, the more forgettable it becomes. Uh, and I think it becomes clear when the, the popular song on the album is literally a meme. It feels, it feels like Drake has done everything he can do. And now he's just taking a victory lap and it's just kind of bored. That, that's what it feels like. And there are some good songs on there. I just, Trey, what do you think? The Sorry to cut you off. What do you think the best song on the album is? Um, the best song it, again, like I, I haven't gone back to this album a lot. Um, I'd have to, let me go back to even look. I, I like champagne poetry off the bat on like just me thinking about it. Um, I also like uh, TSU. That's one of my favorites. Um, Poppy's Home. I don't know. They're just there's not there's not a lot that sticks out to me on this album. Um, that's just that's just my humble opinion. So, all right, we're back to two fly with number six. Um, number six for me, I was going to scroll back up here for a second. Sorry for that. Um, six for me is the Monodic Blue. The Monodic uh, Blue? Yes, by Baby Keith. Uh, yeah, I, I think there are some really good hits on here with Kendrick Lamar. And then also uh, some standalone songs with Baby Keem. Uh, I, I hold this a little higher regard than uh, you guys. But really like this album. I still go back to a handful of songs on it. Um, and really enjoy it. So that's my number six. All right, Cade, give us your six. My six is Life of a Don by Don Tolliver. I thought this was a really good follow-up from his last album. I really like the song What You Need. That honestly is an honorable mention for my songs. If I actually like that song. Too. Yeah, that song's great. And then he has some good songs with Travis. And honestly, it's just a Don Tolliver album with a great flow. So that's what he does. Go to the moon. That's my favorite Don Tolliver song. <laughs> okay, Cam, give us your number six. Uh, number the six. Number six. Two artists that I hold in very high regard is "Voice of the Heroes" by Lil Baby and Lil Durk. And two artists that have worked together in the past. But while there may not be a story to this album, there is songs no. that are talking about something and the struggles of living in the inner city. And there's no two better artists to do it than Lil Baby and Lil Dirk because that's, you know, that's who they make music for. That's where they come from. And I just thought it was a great album. You know, the chemistry is there. And as a duo, they're, they're working to improve. Okay. Okay, so my number 16 album of the year is You See For Yourself by IDK. This is the sequel to his uh, um, 2019 album, Is He Real? And it uh, it touches on subject of religion and um, kind of following your bite or giving into your vices and what stems from that. Um, it, my beef with the first out the is he real is it didn't really land the plane with this album. It definitely did. Um, it, it it I I just got done writing a, a little thing about it because I do a written hip-hop top 10 list um so i, ju I just kind of broke down the album so it's in my brain but uh really landed the plane my only the reason why this album isn't higher on my list is because it is kind of bloated with kind of the radio reaches with offset and young thug on this album um 
But if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend it. He's a very conceptual artist, so he puts out albums that you have to listen to cohesively. But they, if you listen to both together, I think you would get a really compelling story. Um, so go check both of those out, IDK. Um, all right, we're up to number five with Tai Tai. Number five for me is uh, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. No. This album is just jam-packed with uh, good songs, radio hits, and um, Cam, Cam touched on it a little bit. I wish she would branch out a little bit, but she's really good at what she does, um, so I don't blame her for uh, sticking to what she's good at. Um, and yeah, this song just, or this album just has a ton of smash hits and I really like it. Although she's a fraud. She's a fraud. I heard she broke up with the guy. Oh, it's a fraud. Okay. I think she's a fraud. Oh God. Oh God. All right, Kate, keep it rolling with number five. I got Voice of the Heroes. Cam already talked about it. Great duo. Great album. Nice and quick. Sweet. I respect it. All right. Uh, Cam, give us your number five. Um, my number five is an album that may be higher on some years. It's Call Me If You Get Lost with Tyler, the Creator. And my, I think it's a great album, and that's where it lies. That's my nitpick with it is that as, as far as going back to particular songs, there's two. It's Juggernaut and Mass. It's Massa. Lumberjack. It's no, I don't, go, I don't go back to I go back to the one with NBA Youngboy, which is Massa, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I really no. like that song. That's... um. What's your name, girlfriend? What's your yeah, name? Yeah, what's your name? There you go. I, I just know NBA Young Boys on it. I just click on yeah. it when I see that. But that's the song I really enjoy because it's different for an artist like NBA Young Boy. But it's a fantastic album all put together. But in pieces, it's not as good. Okay. That's why it's higher on my list. Fair enough. All right, my number 15 is the self-titled album, Vince Staples. Um, this is the epitome of um, an album simultaneously being chill at the same time being hard um i think vin staples has found his lane and is really sticking to it um it's short and sweet it's about 20 minutes over 10 songs um there are some awesome songs on there if you haven't listened to it highly recommend um vin staples does his thing so check it out and we're back to ty with number four back to <laughs> me uh cam just talk about this one call me if you get lost tyler the creator call me if you get lost yeah i don't really have much to add about it uh i it, this album grew on me the more I, the more i listened to it at first uh i didn't know if i liked uh dj drama in it <laughs> but uh the more i listened to it, the more fun i had with it uh so yeah, that's my number four okay Kate, your number four i also have call me if you get lost <laughs> I, I really like it. I, I think the album kind of represents Tyler, the creator's personality very well, in my opinion. That's okay. I, I have a ton of call me if you get lost takes, but um, it's going to be on my uh, list for Thursday. <laughs> so you're going to have to uh, check into that. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but love that album. Okay, Cam, uh, give me your number four. <clears throat> so my number four is Certified Lover Boy. Hey, Drake. That's, that's, that's a good ranking for it. That's no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dre's ranking for it. <laughs> so, have Donda above it. So here's, here's my thing. Drake, like Peter Parker, is trying to live two separate lives, and he needs to pick one. Because <laughs> I, I'm over these half albums, man. I'm over the front halves being awesome. Like, I love the front half of this album. 
But at the back half, man, I swear he fell asleep at the wheel because <laughs> it goes from no friends in the industry to like some BS singing. And I'm like, you know, I've just got hyped up for nothing. Like I, I'm fed up with it. I need him to pick one. I do like some songs on here, but I that's why I can't put it above Donna's because at the back, he that man is gone. Or maybe try and mix it a little more. I, I don't know. I and here's my thing with with Drake. I feel there there's some there's some people who can throw things at the wall and everything will stick. And Drake does that, and he can sing, he can rap, he can do whatever he wants. But I feel like with Drake being at the level he's at. Think about it like Tyler, the creator, at the peak of his career with um, Flower Boy. He went fully into Igor and fully mm-hmm. went into a pop album. Go if full, Drake, go all in. If Drake goes all in on something, he will have a definitive classic. But he throws everything at the wall, and we get a little bit of everything. And some of it's good, some of it's mid. Some of it's right now. And I, I actually have two more <laughs> things I want to add that a lot because you've seen artists like Lil Wayne and Eminem do something similar going all in on a rock album or like trying to do something different and we sit here and we critique them for doing it we don't like it and Drake is excellent and the best at what he does and he put out this is uh not his best album of his career but it's still a really good album and I just think we hold him to a higher standard than other artists on. Yeah. No, I openly admit I hold Drake to a higher standard. The big question is, do you like the cover art? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, my I, other nitpick here is that when he has features on a song, it feels like you can sense the energy difference from 7 a.m. on Bridal Path to any song he has a feature on. It sounds like he's Drake, so he just showed up. And the feature put it like features bring energy because they're like, oh, I'm with Drake, like little baby. He's like, I'm with Drake. I got to step it up. And Drake's just like, well, I'm just here. <laughs> and I don't really like that. It, it leaves like, a bad taste in my mouth. Don, you're going to have Donda hired that literally the features carry that album. It at least yeah. sounds like Kanye was present when making the album. <laughs> I, I, I strongly disagree. Yeah. Okay. I get where Ty's coming from, but I also do understand exactly what you're saying. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I didn't really like it, but I I don't know. I can't figure out what's wrong with me. So <laughs> okay, my number fourteen. Um, it's probably an album and none of you guys have heard of. It's called Absolutely by Dijon. Um, it's an R&B album. Um, I promise you, if you like Frank Ocean, you will enjoy this album. Straight Frank Ocean vibes. I highly recommend. There's a song called The Dress. That's probably the biggest hit on it. And there's another song that I think is the deep cut that will really put you in your feels. And it's called Rodeo Clown. Um, Highly recommend this album if you uh, are feeling some R&B. So absolutely by (laughs) Dijon. Up to me. All right, up to Ty with number three. Number three for me, I am surprised no one has said this album yet. The House is Burning by Isaiah Ooh. Rashad. My third it, didn't get, it, it didn't get a listen from me, but I... I, I uh, you got a half listen. You got a half listen. It's uh, not a real, like, standout song that, like, this like, is my favorite song on the album. It's just a <laughs> very good album front to back. Um, So it gets that number three spot. Wait, what's, the, what's your favorite song? I said it doesn't really have like a, my. Fa- I just like the album front to back. My one beat is that he kind of he sounds the same in a lot of them, but I really like the album a lot. Okay, Kade, you're number three. 
about to go off here. My number three is the melodic blue. I think you guys absolutely put this through so much criticism, and I'm not really sure why. I think it has so many different varieties of songs. He even has like R&B in there. He does the trap. He does the really hard rapping, and then he can get slow and talk about like his his struggles with scars. And I'm really not sure. Like I, I did not expect I would have to defend this one this much. This is my favorite album of the year. I don't think it's the best, but it's my favorite. Um, the features are good, but I don't. Uh, you talked about how you said uh, you you wouldn't care if Kendrick wasn't on it. I wouldn't have given it a listen if Kendrick wasn't on it. But every week, I swear I have a new favorite from this album. I'm just listening to different songs. I played this album so I think it's my most listened to album now, and it came out back half of 2021. So. I respect the hot take. I respect I, the hot take. Yeah. That, okay. All right, Cam, give us your number three. Um, number three is 30 by Adele. Oh. And I, she has the most beautiful voice in the game. <laughs> there is no one that compares. And waiting waiting as long as we do for Adele albums. And I'm not even a huge Adele fan, like, off the top of my head. Like, I, I think that this album has a not not necessarily a theme but every song goes in depth to what she's feeling is very introspective and i just respect her for that and i think it's a great album it's a very mature album. yeah yeah and you can see her her growth throughout all the albums yeah i haven't listened to it yet but i have a feeling if i did it would probably be on my top 10 yeah it's 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 a beautiful album it'll crack pretty high i got the vinyl as well and i'm excited to spend Okay, um, my number 13 is uh, Supercut by Kenny Mason. Um, I think Kenny Mason has the potential to be a superstar in hip-hop. Um, I think he is on the Mount Rushmore of, like, who's next. Um, this this album is kind of a – it may be, like, a deluxe to his last – the last year album that he put out, um, but it's 12 new songs just incredible it has dope features um he he meshes hip-hop and a little bit of trap with like kind of punk rock and it's just immaculate he's so dope and unique um so check him out kenny mason and back to two fly with (laughs) number uh, two i've had to uh defend this album uh with my life on this podcast (laughs) um and i think it gets so much slam. Hey, hey, you know, you know what he hasn't said. What might could still be number one. And no, I know, <laughs> I know for a fact it's not. Um, Certified Lover Boy, my number two album of the year. Uh, Drake, Net, I he just doesn't miss. Uh, there's so many fun songs on this album and so like bangers. Um, it doesn't have a cohe- cohesive story, and it has um, some forgettable songs, uh, but it is one of the best albums of the year. There you go. All right, Cade, you're up with number two. Number two, I have Donda. Great album. I I personally loved the listening parties. I don't know about you guys. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed them. That was probably one of my favorite parts about it. I the think album. that's why I like the album so much. Because yeah. once the album released, I knew the songs. And it helped that helped with it being such a long album. If those didn't happen, I probably wouldn't like I it didn't feel as long because of the yeah, listening party. Like, I probably wouldn't even listen to most of the songs I do off the album 
I did because of the listening album, but the reason it's at two is because it has two major flaws. It's too long, and the features carry so hard on it, but it's amazing. He gets the most out of his features. All right, Cam, you're up with two. Uh, two, I also have Donda. And my thing with, so here's my thing with the features as well, is that they're so well placed on each song that he really put his features in songs that they would succeed. Oh, yeah. Such as Roddy Rich on Pure Souls. That is one of my favorite features the entire year. And the thing about this album is musically, and let me emphasize that again, musically, for me, this is Kanye's comeback. I, I agree. And I also want to answer your question. I think there is a classic album to be found in this easily. Yeah. Because you have you have smash hits. You have a cohesive story. I mean, whether he planned that or not, it is there for us to find. Right. You also got your gospel. Yeah. And I mean, he, this is this to me is what Jesus is King was supposed to be. I and I think he he capitalized. I maybe it's because I didn't expect so much from him. But I think this is Kanye's musical comeback. I respect the take. I just think I just think, I just think people look into the themes that aren't there. Like he does not talk about the the becoming from sinner to saint one time throughout the entire thing. It's I, the he, organization of the song. There, yeah, the organization. But he doesn't talk about it. You can. I can agree with Ty. His messages get lost in the album. It's the organization of the song. Because look, he look the the more trap rappy harder songs are up top, and the gospely ones are on bottom. I mean that that in itself is a underlying theme within the song. It's an underlying theme. It doesn't have to be. It's so hard how CLB and Donda are so closely tied, and for how different they are. Give Kanye way too much credit. Way too much credit. I just the, look. The I said whether he meant to or not, it was there. Like that's all I'm saying. The beautiful thing about music is we interpret it in different ways, and I don't know. I every time I listen to this album, it makes me feel better. And so you, you're telling me you're going back and listening to all 27 songs front and back. I listened to Donda ten times more. And I did see yeah, so, you're, so you're listening front to back. In, in, Maybe not front to back, but I'm The pressing. amazing thing is I don't have to listen to it all front to back. I can just go in, listen to five, and exit out. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. There are, there are like songs that I go back to on the album that are really good, but three-fourths of the album I don't go back to because they're forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can agree. There are songs I haven't clicked on since the first listen. I'm opposite that. I'm that way with CLB. I mean, oh, I find, CLB, I find, it's just like I find more songs. Nothing with as Kate <laughs> said with the melodic blue with Donda. It feels like I have a new song each week that I'm on. Versus Certified Lover Boy, while I go back to it almost equally as much as Donda, I, I always pick the same ones on CLB. It the the new ones are are not even. I don't want any part of them. Both of them are mid melodic blue better. <laughs> You put Donda above Melodic I Blue. It's it's because it's better. Melodic Blue just my favorite. Okay, uh, my number twelve song or uh, album of the year is, is probably one that you guys have never heard of. It's uh, songs that make you feel. Um, I shouted him out in my songs. It's James Bickery. Um, the dude is really really talented, and I don't think a lot of people know about him. So I wanted to give him some credit. Um, just some songs that really hit home. And uh, I highly recommend it if you're feeling uh, some R&B vibes. So uh, we are back to 
we can all just say our your guys is number yeah, one. I think we're all because I gonna guess we all have to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. It's the best album of the year. Uh, I think not very close off season by J Cole. Um, I think the more so. I think we we evaluated this album like right after. Um, and we ranked our J. Coles. I think if I had to go back and do this, this probably would have been be one or two for me for, for J. Cole albums. I really I really enjoyed um, Aussie. It, it, it had a lot. I had like the pump up jams, the, the some more bangers and some storytelling with it. it had everything that I wanted. J. Cole, um, that just made me so ready for the next album. Like he, he is on fire. For sure. Um, any anything else on the off season? Since the one, it's not my number one. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it, it's it's my number one. Uh, the thing I'll add is that I think if I were to rank it, I would rank it in the same place, which I said it was probably my third favorite J Cole album, behind Born Center at number one and 2014 at two. It's that the only reason I don't rank it higher than those two is how long it is. I wish it was longer. That's my beef. But I really, every single song is I amazing. I think that's kind of the beauty of it, though. He doesn't try and stretch it out. He just gets to, he found the best songs he could find and put them on an album. Yeah. He didn't try and stretch it out. No. Yeah, but I, every song on here is fantastic, and I have a new favorite one each day almost. It's just, it's that good. Um, okay, my uh, number 11 um, album that just didn't make my cut is King's Disease 2 by Nas. Um, the older he gets, the better he gets. It's similar to Jay-Z. Um, every time he puts out a verse, it's just insane. Um, but Nas is doing his thing right now. He just put out another album that if I could evaluate it a little bit more, might have even made this list. Um, it's magic. Um, but uh, King's, King's Disease 2, super dope. If you haven't heard it, check it out. One I one thing I'll add about uh off season is I think it had this is J. Cole's best like <laughs> wordplay lyricism that he that he put that he put out on an album. And it's the most fun I've had listening to listening to J. Cole. I remember we were Trey and I were in um Galveston, Texas. Yeah. And he listened to it before I did. He's a true fan. Like wait, he like waited up until like midnight or eleven o'clock whenever it whenever it came out. He was like listening to I, it li- I literally listened I to it sleep night. like in my bed. I I it's a good thing it didn't take you very long. Moment that it felt like and it was pretty early on in the year and it felt like okay we're gonna this is gonna be a good year for it was me. the first big album of the year. Yeah. 100%. yeah so it was it was definitely a moment. I remember I don't know where we were going, but me and my girlfriend were driving and I was listening to the car and every, I, I think about every song. I was like, Oh, I got to replay that. I got to go back. <laughs> like it was just that good. Yeah. I, it, when I first listened to it in the, the 95 South and put the M right on your head, you Luigi's bro. I'm like, <laughs> going to be, can't be out here mopping up Wendy's. It, that's that album did not have very many skips. It, it, it didn't right. have one. It no, did I not have one. I don't one. think it does. I, I would agree. If, so I for this next one, do we just want to list our sports moments that we well thought were memorable? I was we, yeah. I was I was either gonna I was either gonna say skip sports or yeah, we can just talk about memorable sports moments because I know yeah, Cade wants to get to video games. Let's just do it quickly. I'll reel mine off. These are in no particular order. Um, these are just some memorable sports moments that I had for 2021. Uh, Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl after getting traded to the Bucs. Uh, I kind of thought that was an iconic like all-time moment for Tom Brady in his career. 
thought that was pretty cool. Braves winning the World Series, that was also kind of like an underdog story. Um, everyone counted them out at the All-Star break, and they went on a tear. That was really cool. Um, I went to see the Rams at SoFi Stadium. Uh, that It was incredible. The uh, also got to see the Lakers versus the Clippers. was just kind of like a bucket list thing in L.A. The last time at uh, Staples Center before it gets its new name. Uh, also got to see a Notre Dame game um, versus uh, Navy, which was really cool. Uh, just an iconic, historic uh, stadium. Um, another cool thing, uh, Rams getting, you know, Matthew Stafford, OBJ, Von Miller, like all their trades. Uh, it was really cool for me seeing their team kind of come together as they make this Super Bowl or nothing push. It was really cool to see. Um, another thing that I thought was kind of uh, iconic in 2021, uh, the Olympics in general, but I kind of think one of the memorable things from the Olympics is uh, Simone Biles battling her mental health and kind of overcoming that and still competing uh, after sitting out a few days. That whole storyline was really cool to watch unfold um, and really just proud of her putting putting us on for, for her country. That was really cool to watch. Um, and then just kind of one of the most uh, the low sports moments for me was Cubs uh, trading away all their players <laughs> and kind of starting their rebuild. Um, that was That's kind of fun. But, uh, yeah, those, those are kind of my the ones that stuck out to me. Um, also, I could throw Giannis getting his first ring. That was kind of cool to see. Um, and those are kind of the sports moments that, that stuck out for me in 2021. I'm sure I'm missing some, but those are the ones that I thought of. So, hey, for no, me. Hey, hold on. I did sports. I thought you were only doing video games. It doesn't matter. You guys both can go. Maybe. Oh, so, uh, obviously, people winning the chips, Braves, Bucks, Giannis getting his first ring, Tom Brady doing it on his own without Belichick. And then I have the Cardinals 17-game win streak. I thought that was pretty interesting. And then a pretty recent one, Dolphins starting out losing seven games in a row and then coming back and winning seven games in a row. Pretty exciting. Might make the playoffs. If not, tank for Tua again. <laughs> Uh, okay uh cam do you have any yeah i got sports moments um i got a trade to start off with it's russell westbrook trade to the lakers he's trash and while it's such well you know it's not panning out how they had hoped it was such a big moment because they're like oh lakers did the chip but then you have other people that are like i don't know how that fit feels it was just a huge moment and i think we're gonna see how it plays out um the braves obviously um, one that slept on is the Clippers playoff run and more specifically Terrence Mann scoring 39 points in the conference semifinal to take the Clippers to their first ever conference final without Kawhi Leonard. That, that was, that's a good pick. That was a cool moment. And of course, number one, everyone's saying Giannis first ring, Giannis first ring, but I'm going Giannis scoring 50 points in the last game to put the Suns away yeah. to yep. get his first ring. That was that was the most dominant NBA Finals game I have ever witnessed with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was the number one moment. Don't, don't disrespect LeBron in the against the seventy three win uh, Golden State Warriors. That's, I'm saying dominant as in one player. I'm just sticking with it. Sticking with it. Sticking with what I said. Okay, um, I'm gonna skip sports just because uh, I'm gonna do that on uh, Thursday. But um, I know Cade wants to talk some video games. Right. I really only played like two video games this year. So um, that's Call of Duty and Guardians of the Galaxy. But 
Shout us out. What do you got? So I, I played a lot. I, I only put four up there because I they're like the really new like games. Kind of like like I could put like 2K on there, but I skipped that obviously because it's 2K. And so for number four, I have Fortnite Chapter 3 Season 1, the new season of Fortnite. It's not really a new game, but it, it kind of makes it a whole new game in my opinion. And I think if you were going to get back into Fortnite, I think now is the time. You know, it's... Honestly, I went back and I had a ton of fun playing this new season. And then for number four, or for number three, I guess, I have Psychonauts 2. This is my big sleeper of the year. I've been playing this one on the cloud. And uh, this game, at first, you look at it, it's this really arcadey, and it kind of looks like a kid's game, but you start playing it and you realize the story is a lot more like dark because it. the whole premise is you're, you go into people's minds and it's people with mental illnesses and it kind of shows like what their mind is kind of like and you go in and you kind of fix it so it's very interesting it's very fun it's got good artwork huh you said you were playing it on what the cloud i don't have to download it it's on the xbox game pass and i'm streaming it yeah and then i had battlefield 2042 this game at launch very buggy but now it's great game i think battlefield is back it's better than call of duty so definitely check it out you guys should get it you would love it and then uh last for uh best game of the year i have halo infinite this game brought halo back halo really fell off after four and five but it really found its roots here this feels like a classic halo game this is it's really good very cool. Very cool. All right. And the bit the big one across all platforms of pop culture, music, movies, TV, sports. Who is your 2021 MVP? Let's hear it from all you guys. We'll start off with Ty Ty. I I don't know why I always just kind of fixate into the music realm. I, I have a, a three-way tie. Ah, <laughs> you and your ties. Between Olivia Rodrigo, Lil Nas X, and Lil Baby. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think all in their own regard. They kind of have their own genres. So, I mean, they each... Lil Baby was the last one? They each had, like, what, besides <laughs> Lil Baby... Olivia Rodrigo, this is kind of her big breakout year. Lil Nas was so she's of, your MVP. So this was kind <laughs> of uh, Lil Nas is defining. Like he had Old Town Road, and kind of people were seeing what he do next. He was showing that he's here to stay. And Lil Baby, it, this was kind of him coming. He's becoming a superstar this year. Um, some honorable mentions. I, 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 I'll I'll leave it at I'll leave it at that actually. You can't <laughs> MVP to somebody without an album. Okay. All right, kid, give me your uh, MVP. I could do a three-way tie, but I'm going to go one and two honorable mentions. That's how I'm going to do it. So for number one, I'm going Baby Keem. This wow. man is crazy. Oh. This, what? What's wrong with Baby Keem? I don't know. I thought this man broke out. I love that album. It's honestly just, I absolutely love that album. And then... For my two honorable mentions, I'm going to go 343 Studios with Halo Infinite. They really revived a dead, fr- a dying franchise there, which is something you love to see because it's a classic game. And then it's the same reason for EA Studios. 
they revived Battlefield, in my opinion, because that's been falling off for a while, and this really is bringing it back. Okay. And Cam, <clears throat> finish us off with your MVP. I do not have a tie, but I do have the best MVP yet again this year. And there, there may be Trey may have the same one, but I am going into the acting realm, and I'm going Zendaya. Ooh. Zendaya killed every movie she was in, and every one of those movies was going top, top of the top of the box office. Spider Man, Dune, and then she killed the, even the Netflix thing with Malcolm and Marie. So I'm going with Zendaya. And she has Euphoria on the way. Uh, yeah, that's next year though. I do know that. Yep. I have not picked my MVP yet. Um, I haven't. I have somebody in mind, but uh, you're gonna have to wait and see. My my two honorable mentions. These are kind of like uh, entertainers slash a group. Uh, I think Drewski TV. Uh, <laughs> I love Drewski. Started out as an internet star. Now he's in TV shows and he's on in commercials. Um, and then uh, the next is RDC World. Uh, uh, those guys are classic. And they've really me by up. It? Exactly. Jack Harlow are like peanut butter and jelly. They are hilarious. What do you mean by that? (laughs) All right. Well, this was uh, our year-end podcast where where we ranked everything. Um, It's been a long one, about two hours. But if you're still here with us, we appreciate it. Thank you for strapping in. Um, This is one of our, uh, you know, thing we look forward to. And uh, we appreciate you sharing the time with us. So, uh, as always, the scrubs will be back. Scrubs, scrubs.